Welcome to the Embrace Podcast. I'm Andrea, and by tuning in, you'll hear both encouraging and entertaining stories of faith from my circle of friends, Christian authors, and experts in the fitness industry. For listening today, I'd like to offer one month free to my daily workout program with code EmbracePodcast at EmbraceMovement.com. That's EmbraceMVMNT.com. Hey, Embrace Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Jodi Parr. Now, guys, she is a two times best selling author, a speaker, and a life coach. Thank you so much for just giving us your time tonight. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on here, Andrea. I'm so excited. (laughs) You guys, I have to tell you that, you know, when I was asking her about her story and let me tell you, she is a storyteller. She is good with her words and communicating, and she has got some stuff to share. Um, She said that when she goes, you know, on interviews, sometimes they ask her, okay, but don't mention your faith. Just don't mention Jesus. Can you guys believe that? So crazy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I've had that happen to me a few times. I've had um, people sit across from me and say, Hey, I want to market you. I want to do this and that with you, but you know, you cannot say Jesus from the stage. You can say God all you want, but just don't say Jesus. And I'm like, well, you can't get to the son, the the father without going through the son. Tell them, tell them, girl. I mean, there's power in the name of Jesus. I've been yes. saying it. Like, I would be it's here. Amazing. Yes. 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 And it, it, it stops people, you know, even just the cross. There's power in the cross. Like, you know, I have this little denim hat and I wear it and it, it's got this little, you know, just a white simple cross on the, on the front of it. And people stare at it. It's like when I'm at the grocery store, when I'm, it's like, they, they can't look away. And I'm like, it's a hat. I know I'm in New York city, but there is, there is power in it. It's almost like you're, you're saying so many things without, without really needing to say it because they're like, well, I know that she's going to be all in because people casually say God, but people do not casually say Jesus. No, they do not. No, absolutely not. And I just told him, I said, I can't tell my story without saying Jesus, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus. So I would most likely be dead, to be honest. So, oh my gosh. Yes. That's probably the reality of just so many people, right. That have put their trust in him and their whole lives changed. Um, So let's get to know who you are, you know, what you do and how you got there. So I am a two-time international best-selling author. I'm also a certified life coach and a speaker as well, a keynote speaker. You know, I never thought I would be here, Andrea. (laughs) I never thought I would. Um, I've always just, I've been more entrepreneur side, you know, building businesses, online businesses. I've had a few of those and then I've had, you know, it was crazy. Everything I built would fall apart. And so either was like a business partner would stab me in the back or like something happened to where it just wouldn't work. And I remember just being on my knees and crying out to God and being like, I don't understand why none of this is working out. Like I've tried and I've pushed and I've done it all. And I don't understand why none of this is working out. And in February, that was probably October of um, 2017 and February, 2018, God began to wake me up in the middle of the night and three o'clock. And he's like, it's time for you to tell your story. Well, I had done this YouTube channel that was super fun. I had these big funky glasses on and my husband kept saying, why are you hiding your face? And I'm like, oh, it's a character thing, you know, because he didn't know. He didn't know my story. And uh, I'm like, I just, you know, it's a character thing and it's fun, you know? And then my mom's like, why are you, I don't understand why you hide your face in these, all these videos you do, you know? And so 
And whenever God woke me up and he's like, it's time to tell your story. I don't know if you guys have ever argued with God or not, but it's just not a good idea to, because he's just going to keep waking you up. And then on the third morning, he said, it's time for you to tell your story, Jody. And it's not about you. And I was like, okay. He said, it's about who needs to hear your story. And uh, that was a bit of a wake up call for me because of embarrassment, rejection, fear. Um, you know, I'm married to this man for 10 years and there's this huge secret he has no idea about. And, um, and my own mother doesn't even know, you know, it's like my best friends for decades don't know. Nobody knows this. This is like almost a separate life that I live that I've buried and blocked and that I, I've moved past. But now God's saying it's time for you to bring, to, to go ahead and tell that story. And, um, and so after that happened, um, I actually met a gentleman and it's just crazy how God winks happen and God does that. But the guy said, you know, you really should write a book. He did not know anything about me. He knew I loved bling and we were at a big conference and I had all this bling on. And I said, I sparkle because I come out of a dark place. And that's all I really said. And he said, you really should write a book. And uh, that's when the good Lord started working on me. And I got to tell you, Andrea, I, I dropped out of high school education level, probably ninth grade, maybe. I'm like, I can't write a book. I mean, are you, I mean, I don't even, you know, but you're like, I, let me just keep doing the YouTube videos. I can do those. I can yeah, talk. <laughs> that's fun. And, you know, and oh my gosh, I went back um, and some of the YouTube videos that I did, I laughed till I cried. And my husband, he supported me through all the craziness, you know, wow. and, um, and they're all gone now. So you can't go see them, but it was anything from me, you know, in this shower cap or just silly stuff. And here is God telling me now it's time for you to be serious. Right. Wow. And so 3am, 4am I'm up writing and the Holy spirit's flowing through me. And all of this is pouring onto the pages and, um, are actually the typewriter. Um, and so after I wrote my story, I had this humongous story and I sent it to an editor and she said, it's going to be about 40 grand for us to do this. And I thought, whoo, I ain't got 40 grand. And, uh, but I knew that this was something God was wanting me to do. So I started to pray about it and I'm like, what is the next step? And then she reached back out and she said, Hey, why don't we do a series? And I said, okay. And I always wore these hats that say boss on them. And again, in the middle of the night, God gave me boss and it was breakout silent soldier. And that is what the name of the first book was. And that was my story that I had, had not broke my silence on yet, but I was about to. And you guys, you should see the cover. I mean, it's like this really cool airy. I mean, it reminds me of twilight, but I know it's not twilight, but yeah. it's got a B O see, she's got it right here. It's got a B O S S. And so she's doing the acronym thing. And, and there's a picture of her and it's, it definitely is something that sparkles that comes out of darkness. Like she said, that's definitely, you know, kind of the quote that, that she goes with and it matches the cover. Yes. Yes. And it was all about, um, even the visual of it, God gave me the visual and then my husband made it come to life. And so mm -hmm. that, that was the first book, um, with my story. But how great. are you able to hide this from your husband and your mom and the people, how are you able to act like, I guess, just like a normal, a normal, uh, like, like it never happened. If you don't talk about it and you act like it didn't happen, then you're able to hide it. You can pretend like it didn't. Wow. Mm -hmm. You can pretend like it didn't happen. Um, I actually, so 
after this happened to me, I was on the run for a long time and I lived in fear. I lived in anger and hate and all kinds of emotions that I could not get away from. I went, um, I was in abusive relationships that were physically abusive, emotionally abusive, financially abusive, um, physically abusive. And, you know, I, I was such a broken person. And when I met my husband, he loved me so much but I didn't want anybody to love me. And I went through what I call breakthrough prayer. Some people call freedom prayers, but I went through this prayer that um, was a breakthrough prayer. And I just gave everything to Jesus, just all of it. And I didn't, which I haven't told my story yet, but I'll say that the certain wolves on the cover, I didn't want to forgive. I was angry. I was hateful in it. And they're like, you can't go on with your life until you do. And so I forgave every person that had hurt me. I forgave and I gave them to Jesus. And I said, I'm done carrying all this. And it changed me. And so that was like two years into my marriage because I, I knew I was about to lose my husband. I knew it. I was mean girl. The light of Jesus is all over me. I was a mean girl back then. I was, I did not look anything like I look like. I was so messed up that my sister didn't even want me to sleep on her couch because I was so high and just mad and angry and people would try to talk to me and I would just snarl at them. And that's why I always say, don't, don't judge a person by the way they treat you because you never know the journey that they've been down. You you don't know the path that they've walked through. Um, And so I was with all that anger and hate and fear was the biggest one. That's why my podcast was fight fear with faith because fear covered me. I wouldn't even leave my house. I wouldn't even leave the the closet because I was in so much fear. And, um, and so when I went through this prayer and all this was taken from me, I started to live life. I, I was happy. I was, you know, I never thought that I would have to tell anybody because all that was between me and Jesus and it was in the past and I was, you know, good to go until he woke me up at three o'clock in the morning. Wow. So, you know, what, you know, what did you go through in your teenage years and Mm -hmm. how did God meet you there? Like, what was that like for you? So when I was, um, I was raised a a Christian, I was in church from the moment that I was born. I was there every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Wednesday, I knew Jesus. I knew he was who he was, um, but I didn't have a relationship with him. And as, as you know, I got saved at the age of eight, but as a teenager, I started to rebel. And my family was very, they sheltered us a lot. And my dad, God love him and God rest his soul. But if a guy wanted to take me out, my dad's going to sit across from him and clean his guns every single time. So it was, you know, rumored if you go out with us, you know, and it, it just was no freedom. And when I turned 18, my dad would, you know, he'd say, as long as you're under my roof, it's my rules. And when you turn 18, you can leave. And so when I turned 18, I walked out on my birthday with my birthday cake on the table. And I ended up moving in with my aunt and uncle that lived about 45 minutes away, but my aunt and uncle were not that strict. And the only thing that they said is I needed to get a job. And I was like, okay. And I went and applied for this different jobs. And I got this one. And started working there, had been there, I don't know, it's probably a month at the time's kind of iffy, but I will never forget when he walked in and he was gorgeous. And I was 18, I was insecure, I was 
chip on my shoulder, like the whole nine yards. And he beelined for my desk, you know, because I was a receptionist and he started to flirt with me and he asked for my phone number. And back then you had the, the post-it notes, you know? And, uh, and so I gave him my number and he ended up calling me. We ended up talking and I mean, talking and talking and talking, but he was a business guy. So he was out of town and traveling. And so I thought that this was, you know, my, my knight in shining armor. I thought this was my, my Romeo, my best friend, all of these things. And he was not, he ended up luring me, grooming me and selling me. And so he was not all of those things. He was a human trafficker. Oh my gosh. And so as you get into this story, mm-hmm. you guys, I want you to see that like she was completely tricked. And this is not like, you know, something that everybody talked about about back then, where it was like on the rise and everybody was like, watch out for this. I mean, it was almost like um, you know, it was it was shush, shush, like it was not talked about. So then here you are going, the only thing I want is to be loved or be in a relationship or get to date whoever I want. And then this guy enters and you're perfect bait. Yes. And whenever they groom you, they take the time to really get to know you. So they ask you all the, you know, personal questions. Where, where does your parents work? Where, where's, you know, um, he knew every detail of my life. And here's the thing. I trusted him and I fell in love with him so fast. Um, you know, and before I, I knew it, I'm on the phone with him all night long, you know, talking and I don't want to give too much away because I want people to read my book, but um, it just came down to where he was finally coming back to see me. And I was so excited. And the thing about the way that human traffickers groom is if a cop would have came to me and said, you're talking to a human trafficker, I would have said, no, I'm not. I would have said, you're, you're crazy. This guy's in love with me. This guy's going to spend the rest of his life with me. There's no way. And that's what's so dangerous about the internet and, you know, not knowing who your kids are talking to, because not all human traffickers are the ones that grab you off the street and throw you into a van, right? Um, a lot of them take the time to groom you. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with, um, you know, with pedophilia as well. They, they, they make it so that it's like, you know, there's this relationship, there's this bond that's so deep and so like trusted that like, even the kids wouldn't want to be separated from them. They're like, no, I want to spend all my time with this person. And and it's very similar. It's like, like you said, like he acted like he was, he was your boyfriend. And so why would you think that there was any, it was anything different? Yeah. And it was crazy because it wasn't until God revealed to me that it was human trafficking that I even, I didn't even know that's what it was. I blamed myself for so long because I fell for this guy and I trusted this guy. And I, you know, had one moment of that gut feeling when he called me and said, Hey, I'm in town. I'm so excited, but my best friend's going to pick you up instead of me. He's going to, he's going to meet you there instead of me. And I had that moment of, "Mm, this isn't good, but I was so convinced you know, and I was so in love and he, we had talked about how he was going to propose even after three months, talked about how he was going to propose, talked about me cooking in the kitchen with his mom and buying all these nice things for me, sent me flowers all the time. You know, like there's so many different things. It's called Romeo bombing that, that he did that I would never have thought, you know? So for the longest period of my time uh, in my life, I was like, feeling guilty because I trusted this person. And the next thing I know, I'm 
in the back of the, uh, you know, I'm blindfolded and next thing I know I am, it's, it's so crazy, Andrea, because in my book, I tell it differently. But what happened was when I got to this parking lot, the guy got up, got out of the car and he was like seven foot tall, seven foot wide. And he said, you must be Jody." And I had dressed to the nines as I was told to do. And I said, yes, I am. And I noticed he had a gun. I noticed, you know, these things about him, but Trek, who I call him in the book, Trek had told me, he said, it's a bodyguard. It's my best friend. He's a bodyguard. So bodyguards carry guns. I mean, you know, I didn't think anything about it and um, being blindfolded. I thought this was part of the proposal. I thought when the blindfold came off, we're going to be at this big fancy dinner that we had talked about and he was going to be there on one knee. And that's not what happened. It was a rundown motel when the blindfold came off. And that's when I knew I was in trouble and I was a virgin. Of course, I had told him that too. Um, and so the next thing I knew, you know, I'm forced into the motel and then the rest of it, I, I do talk about in my, in my book, um, what I went through. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to discuss it. I had buried it and blocked it and didn't think I ever, ever would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so with human trafficking and him, you know, setting up these clients at, and trying to convince you that they're his, they're his friends or whatever, how would he ever get your trust back after something like that? Like, were you that in love that you were like, okay, I'm going to trust you again. This has got to be another heard from him again. Okay. I never, I never heard from him. I never saw him. He completely disappeared. And next thing I know, I'm with this guy. That's why I didn't know that's what it was until God revealed it to me as I was writing my book and I was crying. Um, you know, I realized what it was. I realized that I had been sold to this other, this other man. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so tragic. I'm so sorry. And that was so young. You were so that young. I mean, 18. Mm -hmm. It's you guys, it's so crazy. I, you know, I really do hope that you guys, um, you know, check out her book and, um, she's a part of so much amazing things like organizations, like current trafficking groups. Um, you know, what are they doing in the global landscape and how are you involved in that kind of stuff? I do a lot of volunteering and um, it's more behind the scenes with me with the volunteering that I do. However, I do have some, some nonprofit groups that if anybody wants to know how you can help or what you can do or how you can you know um, stop human trafficking, there is a group called certministries.com. And I know two gentlemen that actually go in with them and rescue the children and the women and even men that are um, in human trafficking. And so how you can help is, is getting connected to these nonprofits that are the one, the reason I love search ministry, search ministries, the best is because they don't only rescue, they heal. You mm -hmm. heal through Jesus with them. And that's mm -hmm. so huge with me because a lot of nonprofits for human trafficking, they rescue them, but then they don't do the healing part. And then they end up right back on the streets again, because if you don't get that healing part from Jesus, you go right back out there on the streets again, because you a feel like damaged goods. You feel like nobody would ever want to be with you. That's how I felt. Um, I told my ex-boyfriend that I was raped. That's all. That's all I said. I didn't even say any of the other just. And he was like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Don't you ever tell anybody else that they'll look at you like you're trash. 
well, that was only a tiny bit of what happened to me. So I was like, you know, zip the lip. Right. But with my husband, you know, he was, he's so just genuine and loving and he has been so supportive throughout all of this. He stands beside me and behind me and, and, um, and I'm so grateful and thankful for him, but yeah, I hope I answered your question. Yes, yes, you did. And you guys, she's been married for 10 years to her husband. And, um, I just love what you told me beforehand, how you said, why, why would you have liked me so early on or whatever? And he said, um, yeah, so we've been, we've been married 11 years now, 12, this is year I make 12, um, 10 years is when I broke my story. That's, that's, oh, okay, okay. yeah. Um, but you know, when I met my husband, I was in a bar, I was drunk. I, it was a dark, dark phase of my life. I was still just surviving. I was still in that place where I was self-medicating. I had not healed. I was, um, it was a bad place to be. And my husband was at this bar. It was like a pizzeria bar and he was eating pizza, sitting up at the bar. And here I come like hot mess express. And I wasn't even going to go that night. I lived across the street in a condo and my friends were like, come on, you got to go. Well, I was like, no, I want to stay here. And I had drank a jug of wine, jug, not bottle jug, half a jug of wine. And I was just blitzed. And so I went over there and I was so annoying to my husband that he was like, he had to go to the bathroom and he ended up leaving. So the first night I met him, he actually walked out of the bar because I was so annoying. So I always say wow. God has a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah definitely. So then, you know, you said that he saw you a couple of nights later and he recognized yeah, a couple you. of nights later, I was sitting on a picnic table and he walked up to me and he's like, are you feeling better? And I was like, yeah. And, and the thing about it is, is he, my husband at, at that time when we had just met, he was so genuine and so sweet. And I was not used to that. So I was like, what do you want from me? You know, yeah, and like, I don't like want anything from you. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we started to date and everything. And I, uh, at that time I was like such a dark, dirty person. I felt that way. And, and I, you know, I asked my husband, one time, I was like, what did you ever see in me back then? And he was like, cause I always knew you'd be who you are today. He says, I saw it in your eyes. I've always known you've had a beautiful heart. He's like, I just didn't know what happened to you. And so it was when he read my story that he, he was like, wow. Okay. It all makes sense now. You said earlier that you were with him and you just, you just watched him read and he just had tears like running down his face. Yes. Yes. Because the easiest way for me, for everybody to find out my mom, my best friends, my husband, my aunts, my uncles, like everybody, my, you know, the easiest way was just to put it in writing and read it. So we were on our way to a book fair in New York and I look over, he's reading my book and he is just bawling, crying. And he is just like, I love you so much. And I'm so sorry you went through all this. Wow. I mean, it's amazing that you were able to put it all in words and that you were able to get an editor that, you know, could do that, you know, for you. Cause like you're saying, you're like, okay, writing this is going to be really, really difficult. So like, yeah. what if you had written it and it hadn't gone anywhere? You know what I mean? But it mm-hmm. wasn't just a manuscript. It was like, okay, this book is out there, but it's also a good book. Like people are actually enjoying reading it. So, yes. um, you know, it is definitely a success story, which is really awesome. I learned I'm not good in grammar and punctuation, but I'm a great storyteller and I'm a great writer. So that's something that I didn't even know I had talent in and God just revealed it to me. And I can't take credit. I am telling you, it was the Holy Spirit that helped write that book. Absolutely. 
both of them. And so what was your experience like, you know, from when you were eight and then you rebelled and then you came back to the Lord. A lot of people, you know, maybe they have trauma in their youth. Maybe they got Jesus shoved on their throat or however you want to put it. It just was over and over and over and it wasn't settling with them. How did you, how do you think you became attracted to it later on in your life when you really, really needed Jesus? So that definitely the prayer I went through. I mean, my friend, did someone lead that to you, Mm -hmm. like lead you through it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so freedom prayer and and you guys can kind of learn more about it. If you, if you Google freedom prayer, but this, this, uh, friend of mine came to me and she was like, because before this prayer, I was very mean and very abusive to my husband. And I can admit that. And I can say that, um, because I was carrying all that trauma and all that hate and all that abuse that I had been through. So that was, you know, bleeding all over somebody that didn't even cut me. And she was like, you need to do this prayer. I'm telling you, if you don't, you know, you're going to lose your husband. And he was actually talking to divorce attorneys. And I was like, there is no way I will do whatever it takes. And so when, when she led me through the prayer and I, I got that freedom, then we just started to, I, I went from religion to relationship. I realized that I fought religion my whole life because it was like, I would never, ever be good enough for Jesus. I would never be able to live up to who Jesus wanted me to be. And then after that prayer, I realized he died for me. That's why he loves me just the way I am. And he washed me clean and I'm a completely different person now. And that started my relationship with him, which continues to, you go through trials and tribulations and you continue to get closer because it's no longer about a religion. It's about a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. And, and we love talking about that here on Embrace Podcast because, you know, we talk about faith, we talk about Christ, but everyone comes to that realization at some point, um, different, different for everybody, but um some have like a really great, great foundation. I do believe that parents are usually people's first minute, um, missionaries in, in everyone's life. I mean, mm-hmm. if they are, you know, parents of faith, that that's, that's who God set to like, you know, show you and grow you, you know, into, into the word of God and to be interested in it at all, or to even, you know, kind of set up that early foundation, but there's lots of missionaries that are, that are put into our lives. And it seems like that friend was, was someone that was like, wow, I really feel called to share this with my, with her. And, and she kind of overcame that fear of like, what if she was rejected? What if you hadn't said yes? What if she offered to pray that prayer with, you know, many other people and it wasn't recepted well, maybe she would have given up, but but, but the Holy spirit does lead us to do things yes. like that. And the, and then he takes over, God takes over. It's not you. It's then not. at that point, it's something that no one can turn away from. Right. It's like, right. you know, I mean, when people tell their story, it's not like I did this, I chose this. It's like, and then God changed my heart and changed me from the inside out. But that is something that doesn't even make sense to people that haven't experienced it. Exactly. That's what's so hard is that you're trying to explain to something you know, that's like an apple and like everybody else just sees oranges and you're like, no, it's like red and it's, you can bite into it. And they're like, no, you have to peel it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, people yeah. can't understand it. It's so true. You know, I always say like, I, I question if as many people that follow the Kardashians would follow Jesus, how their life would change. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. Because oh, if you gosh. think about it, you're following money, you're following fame, you're following these things that are Beauty. empty. 
They're empty. There's no fulfillment. There's nothing there. And all it's doing is making you miserable because you want their life. Right. So if you follow Jesus, you're following a man who's already overcome the world that's coming back. And every, every single atheist don't believe that you will see that just as I'm sitting here. And that's why it's important for us to continue to say that it's not judgment. It's not harshment. It's because it's going to happen. You know, the, the living word of God that is thousands and thousands of years old, you can read revelations and it is happening right now. And so I tell people all the time, I'm like, to follow Jesus is not like something that, oh, well, I'm not gonna be able to have any fun anymore. I'm not gonna be able to do this anymore. It is, you're gonna have so much fulfillment and joy in your life. When things hit you, you're going to realize that you don't have to do those things alone because so much, you can have all the money in the world But if you're still carrying something that happened to you when you're four years old, you are a miserable person. That is why you have celebrities that kill themselves. It is because you can have everything you want physically in this world. But if you don't have the power and love of Jesus to get you through the things that you went through in life, then you are not going to have that freedom that you're praying for or not praying for if you're not believing. But you're not going to have that freedom and that joy and that fulfillment that you could have in your heart that would bring you freedom. Amen. Yeah. What a testimony Mm -hmm. I know. And, and, you know, even just the way that you've been through, you know, so much, but you're still able to say that God is good is probably going to resonate with somebody that's listening to this podcast because they would say, well, if God is so good, then, then why would he have allowed that to happen? And I get that question a lot. I get that question a lot. And here's my, my reply to that because evil exists in this world. Mm-hmm. I was in a safe place. I was in a good place, but I, the enemy was tempting me with let's get in here to this. What, what's waiting out there that you're, it's almost like Adam and Eve in the tree and the apple, like just try it, just get out in the world a little bit. And here I am, I meet this very successful businessman and I'm like, mm-hmm, mom and dad, I'm showing you, look at me, look at me. And so evil found me because I went looking for it. And, and here's the thing, Evil exists and it breaks my heart what happens to children and what happens in this world, but Jesus has overcome it all and he can take it from you. So if something happened to you at four years old and you're 40 and you're still carrying that, Jesus can take that from you. And he mm-hmm. wants to, um, I spoke from the stage one time and I had a lady come up to me and she was in her six, late sixties, probably. And she said, you know, I'm on day 95. And I thought it's, uh, you know, of being a best-selling author or, you know, cause we're at a book fair and um, I said, oh, well, congratulations. And she goes, I don't think you understand what I'm saying to you. And I said, okay, well, what are you saying to me? And she said, I'm on day 95 of not killing myself because of what happened to me as a kid that I've never told a single person. And she said, and hearing your testimony made me realize that I got to quit running from Jesus. You know, the enemy wants us to run from him because then he keeps us in bondage and he keeps the chains bound up around us. But when we realize that all we got to do is surrender all to Jesus, that he will break every single chain off of you. And it's, it's not a religion thing. It's a relationship thing. And he wants to walk through you, walk with you through it. Man, there's just nothing in this world like Mm -hmm. it. And I, I wouldn't be here. I mean, I tried to commit suicide. I tried to take my life, like, you know, and I'm thankful the enemy didn't take me out when he could have, 
you know, because now <laughs> I do everything in my power and my might to just continue to inspire and motivate and tell people about the goodness, the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could take the fame and, and point to yourself. That's mm-hmm. pretty normal. You know, yeah, Yeah. that's like what people get famous for. So they can be like, I did it. Do you know? It's normal. I just, I don't, I, I am so humble. I am like, I would not be sitting here. I would not be right here if it wasn't for the goodness of God. I I didn't do any of it. All I am is a mouthpiece for him. And that's why I know he woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and said, it's time for you to tell your story. And never thought I was good enough or, or able, but I learned that he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't, let me think if I can say it correctly. Uh, I'm trying to think. All of it. the equipped. Yes, but how's it? How does it go? He doesn't uh, call the equipped. He equips the called. Yes. He doesn't <laughs> call the called. qualified. Yeah, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yes. That's yes. it. Yeah, he doesn't call mm-hmm. the qualified. He qualifies the called, and it's so true because I thought I was never good enough. And he was like, you're absolutely. And if you look at the Bible, you look at all the people in the Bible that he uses, you know, but the enemy wants you to think you're not good enough. He wants you to live in that fear. He wants you to live in that bondage and you don't have to. And everybody, everybody in the Bible, everyone's name in the Bible is blackened except for one. And that's Jesus. Yes. Literally everybody makes a mistake or says something wrong or gets to the point where God or something has to like reprimand them or like put them in, you know, punishment because like they're just wrecking their own reputation. Do you know what I mean? And then Jesus comes along and, and it's the only one that's not doing that, you know? And that's when people say, Oh, the Bible is man-made, you know, people, people really get into that, that. And I'm like, look at what it says. The Bible is a book about how mankind, uh, you know, and God, you know, didn't work out. And so there was division and, and actually humankind was actually bad that we could, we couldn't do it ourselves, but we actually needed a savior and God was good enough and loved us so much that he sent a savior into the world to save us. That those that believe in Jesus will get to go to heaven and have eternal life with God. That doesn't sound like a story that a human would make up. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's, what's amazing to me is I'm like, how, like how, like how could that not be Holy spirit inspired? Because if we had the choice, we would make it all about us. <laughs> yes. And you know, I, I don't, I would never question God or, or anything like that, but, um, I have a coaching client. She's, uh, an atheist for 40 plus years and they were all stuck out in the middle of nowhere in the mud. And she said, I never thought of, of God or calling on God. And, you know, I've known people that told me that. And she was like, so I just said, you know, God, if you're real, I guess you can get us out of this hole. And she's like, out of nowhere, the truck just went. And she was like, miracles. Wow. Wow. And I said, yeah, because he still does miracles. He still does miracles. I mean, people think that was something, you know, he did thousands of years ago. He's still in the miracle business today. Mm-hmm. And that was just that little bit of faith that she needed that pushed her over. And what a good God he is. He could have been like, oh God, I created the whole entire universe. I don't have to prove anything to you. But he loves us so much that if it was a truck getting out of a ditch, then he did that just so he built that faith up and showed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. That's so good. 
Well, the last thing I'd like to ask you is, um, you know, what has God shown you lately? What is he teaching us lately? Because God is a personal God and he cares so much about the unique journey that we're having today. You know, I hear him throughout your story and, um, you know, if you guys want to learn more, you know, you know where to find it. Um, but what is, what is he teaching you today that you haven't shared in a, in a book version yet? That's just for us. You know, the one thing that none of us want to deal with, and that's patience, Mm, you know, trusting his timing, trusting his timing and every single day looking for God winks whenever you're in the storm and realizing that peace is not something that's just a a lake and a calm, you know, calm lake and a beautiful scenery. Like peace is when the storm is raging and you you're okay. And you're like, I got, you know, I'm good. And so I, that's really what he's been teaching me lately is just waiting on him and how he is. He's also walking me through some, some friends that are going through some big things and, and having faith for them and standing along them, believing with them. He's teaching me how to do that and how to be strong for them too. Um, And just trust in him and his timing and, I've seen him do miracles. I mean, I am a miracle. So it it's kind of, um, I think about, you know, after he fed the thousands and then, you know, they, they see him on the water and I think it's a ghost. And then, you know, it's like, you see Jesus do miracles. If you look in your rear view mirror, look at where he's shown up in your life. And yet when we go through trials, we're like the guy, you know, the disciples in the boat, we're screaming and yelling, oh my gosh. And he's just, you know, peace be still. And so that's one thing that I've definitely learned is that I just cast it all onto him and wait for his timing. So good. Thank you so much. And where can people find you? Um, You know, Instagram handle, go ahead and tell them, you know, if they want to get more involved with what you're doing, how would they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is the Jody Parr and it's J-O-D-Y P-A-A-R. Uh, Facebook is Jody Parr, J-O-D-Y P-A-A-R. Um, I also have a website, jodyparr.com. And that's about it. I, I'm yeah. not a Twitter or a TikToker. <laughs> so not yet anyways i don't know maybe someday someday. (laughs) thank you so much for coming on and we just really appreciate it enjoy your night yeah absolutely thank you so much andrea blessings to you and your family thank you thank you we are a women's program that helps build a daily routine around bible study prayer and fun fitness workouts get a month free with code embrace podcast